Do you need help with your journey following Jesus? Has your Bible reading brought up some interesting questions? Um, I, I need a prayer request. Is I've heard um, pastors talk about you can't get to heaven just with good deeds. I was just wondering what you guys think. Is, the, is there a correlation between the seventh trumpet and Revelations as the last trumpet, or is he talking about some other trumpet? Finally, a place to get answers. We're ready to take your prayer request and answer your Bible questions. Call in at 303-690-3000. Let's join Calvary Live right now. I want to welcome you to Calvary Live. I am Pastor Jeff Figs of Calvary Chapel Greeley in Northern Colorado. I'm your host for the next hour at Calvary Live, and I am here ready to take your questions. Maybe you have questions that your Bible reading has uh, prompted you to ask, and I want to help give you some clarity and understanding as we search the Scriptures together. Uh, maybe you got questions about uh, Christian living or our worldview on certain issues. So let's search God's Word together. As you just heard at the opening of the show just a minute ago, the number to call is 303-690-3000. We have open lines. Hope you're having a blessed day. I want to uh, be a blessing to you for this next hour as we talk about Jesus, the Word of God, and also we're here to take your prayer requests. So I know that some of you, you have prayer requests. We want to pray for you. We want to pray with you and go to the throne of grace, as Hebrews 4 says, in time of need. And and we all get to join in together praying uh, with one another, for one another, and lifting up those prayer requests here today. So 303-690-3000. Hope you're having a great day wherever you're at, whether uh, you're picking up the kids from school or watching soccer practice, maybe making a snack for the kids. Uh, Give me a call if you're able to, 303-690-3000. Grab one of those open lines. This really is your show. And uh, you, the caller, get to call in and ask questions and give your prayer requests. want to welcome all the Grace FM listeners all along the Front Range in Colorado, 101.7 in Southern Colorado and Pueblo and Fountain and Colorado Springs, and then also 89.7 in Northern Colorado from Castle Rock in the metro area, of course, all the way up through Boulder and Longmont and and Fort Collins, and Greeley, uh, all the way up in the southern Wyoming, Cheyenne, and Laramie. And uh, we welcome you today as you're listening live, but also you who are listening on the East Coast on Hope FM and Truth FM, you too can call at this number, 303-690-3000. This will work anywhere in the country. And for you who are listening online, uh, give me a call. Those of you on the East Coast, as most of you know, that you are a week delayed, but give us a call. Somebody will answer and put you through. And then next week you you can listen to the program. And we're so grateful when you guys call on the East Coast. So thankful that you're a part of Calvary Live and wonderful to hear from our brothers and sisters that live on the East Coast of the United States. So give me a call, 303-690-3000. Open lines, grab one of those open lines. There is a means for you to be able to text in a question or a prayer request, and that's 720-336-0897. And as we have time, would love to be able uh, to go to the text questions and, and fill in space and in between calls. And uh, so 720-336-0897, if that's easier for you to be able to ask a question or a prayer request. So uh, you're listening to Calvary Live with Pastor Jeff Figs. 
And I want to welcome all of you listening here today. And as we're waiting for callers, I just want to uh, encourage you in every way. I want to read to you uh, a psalm that the Lord has put on my heart um, today, just um, how um, he says, uh, David, in Psalm 16, that I will bless the Lord who has given me counsel, and my heart also instructs me in the night season. I have set the Lord always before me, because he is at my right hand, I shall not be moved. And I think that's an encouragement for all of us. Let's go to the Lord for counsel. Let's go to him for instruction. Uh, We're so blessed to be able to have godly counsel, which is truth, as we go to God's word. Uh, We don't have to walk in darkness. We don't have to walk in confusion. Uh, We don't have to walk in the worldly's lust. Uh, But we get to to hear God speak to us as we go to his word and be encouraged and be uplifted and instructed in God's word as well. So give me a call at 303-690-3000. There's a means for you to be able uh, to text in a question as well. And uh, that number is 720-336-0897. While we're waiting for phone calls to come in, I do want to go to the text line because uh, there's a uh, text question that's come in. Actually, what I'm going to do first is I just got my first caller uh, from New Jersey. So I'm going to go ahead and let's go to the phone lines. Let's go to John in New Jersey. John? Hey, how are you doing today? Good, John. How are you guys out in New Jersey? I'm I'm excellent. God, God's been good. He is always good. He is good. And, you know, I was just thanking everybody. I know you guys are a week delayed. Um, and I was just getting ready to go to a text question when your call came in. But, you know, I'm very thankful for you guys being able to hear Calvary Live and to call in from the East Coast. Uh, you guys are such a blessing to us out here in Colorado uh, and those of us listening on Grace FM. So thanks for calling in, and I'll give you the mic. Okay, I just want a prayer request for my son. He's a great kid. I, I think... He's a believer, but sometimes when things get rough, you know, his faith, he loses it here and there. Um, he's went through a rough patch. He's living with us right now. He had a, an accident a couple months ago, and the people that hit him don't have no insurance. He's having a tough time with that, but I'm um, going to switch, be switching jobs soon. He's, as I said, he's living with us in a lot of turmoil, you know, like in the, with us. With I, I, I just pray that the God will show him that, you know, that have faith and you know all he needs is a little bit of faith you know like a mustard like a mustard seed yeah and you know just, right it's just you know, tough for us you know yeah it is tough it's it's tough for a parent to see their children struggling and as they get older as they become adults um you know we see them going through the struggles and the trials of life and um they can lose begin to falter in um you know, uh, become weak in their faith, um, the struggles that that we can all go through. And uh, certainly uh, we're going to pray for him and pray for you as well, John. So, Father, we pray for John's son. We just pray as he goes through the trials and the difficulties, and um, I pray that uh, you would help him heal completely from this accident that happened, um, and not just physically, but being in an accident it can have um, effects on us mentally, um, having confidence to drive. Uh, we get nervous. But, Lord, uh, 
getting hit with somebody with no insurance uh, is frustrating. So, Lord, I pray you take that frustration away, that you would provide um, for him in every way. And as he's switching jobs and, and doing that can be uh, very, very um, stressful. Um, I pray that you would um, just help him with that transition, that you would help him um, have that job that provides for him, that he enjoys, that he can excel in. And Lord, I just pray for Johnson. I just pray that you would build his faith, that he would know that you promise you never leave us or forsake us, and that we don't have to be anxious, as Paul wrote in the book of Philippians, but through prayer and supplication with thanksgiving. Let our requests be known to God, and the peace of God that passes understanding will guard our hearts and mind in Christ Jesus. And I pray that you would do that for Johnson, that he would go to you, that he would wait on you, and Lord, hear from you and have confidence in you. I pray for John. I thank you that he's willing to call all the way from New Jersey listening to this program to to call for his son, a father that loves his son. I pray you give him wisdom and ministering to him and blessing him in every way. And we pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Thanks very much. You do a great thank job you. there. Thank you, you, John. Appreciate the encouragement. You guys keep listening out there on the East Coast. Love to hear from you guys. Okay, thanks very much. Have a great day. Okay, bye-bye. Bye-bye. Okay, how this works when somebody hangs up, uh, there's a, a new open line. We do have a couple open lines, 303-690-3000. You're listening to Calvary Live with Pastor Jeff Figs of Calvary Chapel Greeley in Northern Colorado. Let's go to Mike on line two. Hi, Pastor. How are you doing? I'm good. How are you, Mike? I'm good. Hey, I just had a uh, quick question. Uh, me and my wife, when we first started dating and then got married for the first part of our marriage, we were going to what would be considered like a mega church, and it was mm-hmm. very uh, um, driven by, you know, topical teaching, and uh, they didn't really go verse by verse. Um, everything they were preaching was true from the Bible, but it was, you know, it was series-based, where you kind of do a series for six weeks and then go to another one. Sure. And after we've gone there long enough, we kind of started seeing the same series pop up. Right. And, uh, and so, you know, we wanted—and I had grown up in Calvaries, and so I knew the importance of verse-by-verse Bible teaching. So for the last two years, we've been going to a small church that is verse-by-verse. Um, but as of recently, we've been having conversations, and she has just really— and even me, to a little bit of an extent, has had trouble just really feeling empowered by the Holy Spirit, like during uh, worship, and even during the uh, the sermon. Sometimes it seems like um, she's not leaving inspired or filled, and mm-hmm. we want to be very cautious because we don't want to be making like a selfish or a fleshly decision in regards to what church we attend, you know. But at the same time, I want to respect her feelings and, you know, get to a church where she leaves feeling inspired and filled with the Holy Spirit and feeling like when she worships, you know, she's, you know, the Holy Spirit is coming out in her, um, you know, and in me to an extent, a smaller extent than her. So I just didn't know what your advice was on that. Well, you know, listening to you, I think, Mike, you're on the right track. Um, I think you have the right mindset and um, being cautious and um, desiring to be ministered to at a church to where um, we want to enter into worship, we want to be fed the Word of God, we want to leave um, hearing from the Lord. And 
um, I think you're being wise uh, as you guys are, um, you know, praying about this, discussing this, and just what you told me. You want to be cautious. You want to make sure. And it it's nothing that particularly may be wrong with uh, the church. It could be perhaps the Lord just wants you to go somewhere. He's the one that moves the sheep, and uh, he may be moving you on, or he wants you to stay. That's something that you guys really have to pray through and and have to, to really have a peace that rules in your heart. Um, and, and I think that's the key. Colossians says that, as Paul prays, that may he give you the peace that rules in your heart, and that word rule means uh, to make the call. It's like a baseball umpire. And he'll okay. give you a peace whether to stay and to be a part of that church, I, th- I think your options are because what I'm hearing from you is the teaching of the Word is a priority. Um, going through the Scriptures, uh, chapter by chapter, verse by verse, I think that's uh, a priority for you. And um, But there is also other factors that you're looking at. So just continue to pray, continue to go to Him, continue to have these discussions, and and see what the Lord has for you to get involved in any way uh, to help that fellowship sure. because I know how it is um, to be a small church. When we started in Greeley, you know, Mike, I don't know, uh, you know, in January it's going to be twenty three years that we came up and started Calvary Chapel Greeley in our home, mm-hmm. and there was no other Calvary chapels in Northern Colorado. Sure. There was none north no, north of Denver. So nobody knew a Calvary Chapel. They didn't know what this verse-by-verse teaching was. We were small. Uh, when we first started, I bought a stool, uh, you know, at, at uh, 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 Hume Woods. You don't even have Hume Woods around anymore. I bought a $300 guitar, and I had a Bible. That's all we had. And sure. and I remember those days where we were small, and, and people would come in. They were maybe looking for youth. They were looking for, you know— uh, more things and we were able to provide for them. So uh-huh. everybody has different needs at, at different times. But I think that okay. you do want to feel fed and taught um, and you do want to be able to enter into worship. So those are the factors that you'll have to pray through and and just the Lord will, he'll guide you, he'll direct you and uh, sure. he'll give you wisdom on that. So I think though what I'm hearing from you though um, is Sometimes people will come to um, a Calvary or a small church and they say, you know, what's this verse-by-verse teaching stuff? And there isn't the laser lights and all of this. Um, And, you know, that you can get at the bigger churches. And I'm not being critical of those things, but the simplicity of ministry. But also, you know, I can't minister to everybody here in Greeley. Sometimes they need more other things. So. Yeah, I think you're on the right track, Mike. I really do. And you guys just praying about and being cautious. Okay, yeah, and and uh, I was in with her too because it is such a mega church, and they have like these professional bands, and they have kind of the smoke and lights and all that stuff. Yeah. You know, sometimes I don't want to accuse her of letting those things be what influences her when it comes to mm-hmm. worship. Um, and so, you know, I'm trying to be tactful, tactical, and right. saying like, yeah. well, worship's not really for us. I mean, we do get something out of it when we connect with God and the Holy Spirit is enhanced in us, but yeah. at the same time, like, worship isn't for us, it's for Him, and I just didn't know right. if that's like, if I'm on that's the right true. line with that, or... If... You are, you are, okay. because sometimes people say, well, I didn't like that song, or, you know, 
why don't you have the bells and whistles or anything like that? Um, and it's like worship is for him. Um, right. And, you know, oftentimes, unless there is the smokes and the lights and the professional band, and unfortunately, because I know not all, but some, sometimes they'll bring in, you know, professional um, musicians and stuff like that, that, that aren't even Christians. So I think there's a balance in that, that uh, for me, I like the simplicity. I can worship whether there's a worship band, and, and our, our worship leader, Travis here, he's such a blessing. And, um, you know, the worship team, I, I believe that the worship team should be gifted if they're called to do that. Um, and, and I believe that it should be done well. But then I also can worship if it's just him on a guitar singing. Sure. And to to me, because worship is to him, and I think that uh, in the church today um, that it can be is we've got to have this performance rather than bringing the people into the presence of the Lord. I tell, you know, Travis, I tell the worship team, when you're really leading people in worship is you lead them in the presence of Jesus, and then you guys disappear, and that really should be the goal of it. Um, sure. One of the things when I teach the Word of God, I don't tell a lot of stories. I don't tell a lot of jokes. Um, there's nothing wrong with humor. There's nothing wrong with telling stories. Once in a while, I will. But I don't want people going away saying, oh, you know, Pastor sure was funny today and humorous. And, you know, wow, the stories he told. I want people to go away hearing from God. So I'm very, sure. very cautious about those kinds of things. And and uh, so, you know, keep it in prayer. I think you're on the right track. You know, Mike, when Sue and I, uh, my wife, got married, she, we met at a very large church in Colorado Springs, the choir and everything, and we were going to a Calvary Chapel um, that was just beginning. Uh-huh. And it was maybe 50 people, and um, she went there, and it's like it threw her for a loop. And sure. it's like, you know, what is this verse-by-verse stuff? What is this somebody on a guitar when she was used to all that? And um, it's interesting that Calvary Chapel now uh, is, I believe, well over 4,000 people, Rocky Mountain Calvary. And, um, and you know, she, she has been fed. And I think with you guys is those things are important to you, the messages, being fed the Word of God, um, but worship as well. And I think that's a discussion to have with her, maybe go through the Scripture looking at worship and what it really is. And... Um, and kind of go from there. Sure. And just one last statement so I don't take up all your time. I just want to sure. make uh, clear, just to do right by my wife, that I know that even at that the big church, it wasn't all the glitz and glamour that did it yeah. for her. Like, she truly was worshiping, and she truly felt it. I think that that stuff helped enhance it for her. And right. even at the smaller church, I know that she definitely tries her best to, to worship and be filled and so I just want to make sure that's clear, just to do yeah. right by her, um, that I yeah, know her absolutely. heart's in the right place, you know. Right. But I just and, want to and go I, back I to understand. a topical teaching church. Yeah. That's not just what? word verse by verse, just so that yeah. that worship part can be there. You know what I mean? So just trying to find like, I do. a good balance I, of both. I know. I think you're on the right track, like I said. Um, okay. You know, you, you want worship to be worshipful. Um Sometimes, you know, when it happens, it's like, this just isn't happening for some reason. 
and um, or it's a struggle or whatever. Once you do verse by verse teaching, um, man, it's like I couldn't go back to topical. Uh, and sure. I do once in a great while a topical will stop, you know, in between books and do maybe right. three or four weeks of something. But for the most part, I we were given yeah. those books as a whole. They should be studied as a whole. So, right. hey, Mike, right. can I pray for you, for you guys? Yes, sir. Yes. Father, I, I thank you for Mike Collin and, and him and his wife. And, and um, I thank you for their hearts and desiring to to um, just be in a place where you want them and to, to be in a place where they can worship, enter into your presence, be fed the Word of God. That's a priority for them. And uh, I pray that if, if this place that they're at is the right church, that you would confirm it to them and um, they would be a blessing, be able to be a part of the fellowship, be an encouragement. But if you are moving them on, and sometimes you do that, that you give them a piece about that as well and take them to the church where they can worship and where they can be fed the Word of God, be involved in, use their gifts, and guide them and direct them in every way in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Thank you so much for your time. You bet, Mike. Those are good questions, you know, that you're asking. And I think, you know, you're, I know that you're not the only one, you know, that asks those questions. There's probably several that are listening today that are kind of, you know, dealing with those kinds of things. And, and um, so, you know, it's a, a good dialogue to have with your wife and, and um, good questions that you're bringing up. So appreciate it. All right. Well, thank you, sir. Have a good day. You too, Mike. Bye-bye. All right, let's go to Maxie in Pennsylvania. Maxie? Yes. Hello. How are you? Did I say that right? How are you? I'm good. So you're in Leola, Pennsylvania? Yes, sir. Did I say that right? Yes, Leola. And where is that exactly? Um, About... East, west? 45 minutes... um, I believe East of Philadelphia. I'm from I'm from Florida, uh-huh. so I'm not too familiar. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. I, was, I was just wondering, kind of. I met somebody at church who was uh, in Pennsylvania visiting, so um, just kind of uh, so glad to hear from you guys on the East Coast and from Pennsylvania and Philly and stuff. So, but I do know you got a question for me. Yes, um, I was having a discussion with one of my friends, and um, he was saying that. No one has ever seen the Father, not even Jesus Christ himself. And I uh, told him that it's in the Scriptures that Jesus himself said he has seen the Father. So um, that opened up a whole bunch of other questions in my head, too. So um, my question is, was Jesus talking about when he was in heaven, he saw the Father? But because he was on earth as a man, he hasn't seen him yet, or I I just wanted a little bit of clarification yeah. on that. Well, uh, you know, in John chapter 1, verse 18, uh, John tells us that no one has seen God at any time. The only begotten Son who is in the bosom of the Father, he has declared him. Uh, I believe he would write something similar in First John as well, uh, that no man has seen um the Father, um, yeah, in chapter 4, verse 12, no one has seen God at any time. And um, and he goes on, if we love one another, God abides in us. Um, the Bible declares that Jesus, he has declared the Father. Uh, Jesus is the exact representation. So um, 
no man has seen the Father at any time. God is spirit, um, and uh, the Father, and um, of course, you know, people think, well, what about in the wilderness? Uh, Moses set up his tabernacle of meeting there in Exodus, I believe, chapter 32, and yes. God talked to him face-to-face as a man talks to a friend, right? What about, yes. um, you know, Adam walked with God in the cool of the day? Um, yes. Those things are a Christophany or a theophany. There's other words for that. But to see God in all his glory, um, all his fullness, um, you know, he told Moses, Moses said, I want to see you. And the Lord said, you can't, Moses, because it'll consume you. You can see my, my I'll pass by you and you'll see my afterglow. Um, so no man has seen God at any time. Now, Jesus being at the right hand of the Father, um, you know, we're talking about Jesus is God. Um, he is deity. He is divine. The Father and I are one. Um, if you've seen me, you've seen the Father. What he's saying to those disciples in that upper room, that I declare the Father, um, if you want to know the heart and the uh, nature and essence of the Father, look to me. Um, so he declares him. So no man is what the point is, has seen the Father at any time. And, um, you know, so that's that's where it's at. You know, that's um, anybody who has claimed to see the Father, like the Mormons will say that the Father and Jesus showed up uh, to Joseph Smith. Well, we can dismiss that, just what the Scripture says. Okay. Yeah, that's what I thought myself, that the Father is an unapproachable light or force, and only Jesus himself can stand in the midst of them. And, yeah, and, and then John said, uh, or John records in chapter 6, verse 46, Jesus said that no one, um, not that anyone has seen a Father except he who is from God, he has seen a Father, so he's speaking of himself. So Jesus makes that claim that, that he has seen the Father, and of course, in John chapter 14, when the disciples said, show us the Father, it may suffice us, Jesus said, you know, if you've seen me, you've seen the Father. And then uh, he would say, I've been with you so long, yet you have not known me. Um, how can you say, show us the Father? So he, he's saying that um, if you see me, you've seen the Father. But Jesus does say in John chapter 6, you can write that down and look at it, that no one has seen the Father um, except he, that is, who is from God, he has seen the Father, speaking of himself. Okay. okay that help? I'm, yeah. Yes, it does, because um, that's what I believe myself. You know, I, right. sometimes, you know, when people start putting stuff in your head, it gets you thinking about things, and yeah, it's just a distraction, really. But I just wanted to clarify, and... um yeah. So I, uh, we can finish the discussion next time I see him. <laughs> yeah, and, you know, just point him. And that's the neat thing, um, you know, about the Word of God is to be able to go to the Word of God and, and get clarity and understanding, and um, that's exactly what, um, you know, what we do when we have questions. And uh, so you can sh- tell him that no man has seen the Father except the Son. And um, so you can show him those verses and go from there. Thank you so much. You are welcome so much. Thank you. You have a blessed day. You too. Thanks for calling in. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. 
Very good questions. All the time when we get those questions, it's good to go to the Word of God, and that's what we desire to do is to help you. And and uh, I love the questions that are asked. It, it really tells me that you guys are searching the Scriptures, and um, and you're really desiring to know these things, to be able to, to talk to people, to give a reasonable answer. Uh, we're getting ready to go to break, and I know we got a, a call. Joe's waiting, and Joe, we're going to get to you as soon as the break is over here in just a, a little bit. But we do have some open lines. We've had great discussions, so give me a call at 303-690-3000, and uh, we'll go through the, the phone lines uh, and get to the callers as much as we can. We'll be right back on the other side of the break. And so stay tuned to Calvary Live, and we'll be right back. Welcome back to Calvary Live. Give us a call at 303-690-3000 or text us at 720-336-0897. Let's join Calvary Live right now. Welcome back to the second half of Calvary Live this afternoon. So good to be with you. I am Pastor Jeff Figs of Calvary Chapel Greeley. I have the privilege to be with you uh, on Tuesday afternoons. So glad to be able to be a part of your life. Uh, Those of you listening on Grace FM and those of you on the East Coast listening on Hope and Truth FM. We've had a couple calls from from those listening on the East Coast in New Jersey and Pennsylvania. Thank you so much for calling in and being a part of Calvary Live. We're so blessed that you can join us. And uh, so keep those calls coming. We do have some open lines. And so 303-690-3000, and I'm here to answer your questions that perhaps your Bible reading has brought up. Uh, maybe you got questions on Christian living, or maybe you got uh, questions on our worldview about certain issues that uh, are going on all around us. We want to take you to the Word of God. We want to bless you, and that's what this show is about. And we're also here to take your prayer request and to bless you in any way that we can. So let's go ahead and go to the phone lines. Let's go to Desiree in Thornton. Desiree? Hi. How are you? I'm fine. Thank you for taking my call, Pastor. I appreciate it very much. Thank you. You bet. Thanks for calling. Um, I was calling, and when we pass and when we... Because my understanding and from what the Bible says, out of the body, present with God. Yes. So when we pass, would I be? Would we be? Would be with God? But would we be conscious of our lives, like what's here on Earth? You mean what's going on on Earth? Yes. Um, what's going on with our loved ones is interesting. Uh, yes. You ask that that question because uh, my daughter and I. Um, we took the day off yesterday. Uh, we drove up into southern Wyoming. Uh, we love to do fishing up there, some fly fishing. Wanted to get that in before uh, this weather turns on us. And uh, we were coming back, and we were just talking about the Lord, and we were talking about that very thing. She was asking me about that. And, um, you know, we know that, as you have already mentioned, Second Corinthians chapter 5 tells us, to be absent from the body is to be present with the Lord. I think when we're with the Lord, we're going to be so enamored. We're going to be in in a place that is so glorious, so awesome, so wonderful. 
that I don't think we're going to be aware of what's going on here. Um, I can't say that for certain, but um, that we're going to be in heaven. Um, and sometimes people say, oh, so-and-so is with us, so-and-so is here. Um, we're going to be with Jesus. We're going to be so uh, surrounded with uh, perfection and glory, and um, and we're going to be there. Um, so, you know, there there is in um, Hebrews chapter um, 12, uh, somebody might bring this up, that says, therefore, we also, he goes through the, the people of faith, since we okay. are surrounded by so great a cloud of witnesses, um, and so they'll take that to say that it's kind of like uh, people are up in heaven, kind of like in the grandstands, watching what's going on, cheering us on. And he says, lay aside every weight that let us run with endurance. Kind of like, come on, keep going, you know, keep going, Pastor Jeff, don't give up. My dad's up there, my father-in-law, you know, other people that have gone on in the church before me. I don't yeah. believe really that's what Hebrews chapter 12 is saying. What it's saying is in chapter 11, you know, that, that hall of faith, all these that have gone on before us, you know, that endured faith, uh, they all died in faith. Therefore, since we're surrounded by so great a cloud of witnesses, I think it's speaking about you know their stories, you, you know their testimonies, you run your race, race as well with endurance, just as they did. So I think oh, that's the prim- okay. primary meaning of that when you read Hebrews chapter 12. I, I don't I don't think it's talking about they're up in the grandstands of heaven, you know, cheering us on as we're running a race, and it's kind of like, oh, no, you know. We do know, and this oh. is what's important, we do know this, that Jesus knows what's going on. Right, right. And God sees us, and I think that's where we keep, need to keep the focus on, that God right. knows what's going on, he sees us, he loves us, because sometimes we can think, you know, does God even see me? And we know that he does, and uh, he knows everything so that goes exciting, on. exciting, exciting, it exciting. Is. Oh, man, it exciting. Is. It is. It is exciting. So we're going to be in heaven where it's so glorious. Paul said that I saw things were unlawful for me to speak. They're, they're unspeakable. I can't describe it. And I, I can't wait for that time. And, uh, that oh, happened. But me either, the, Pastor. I'm so excited. Yeah. But that the main thing to remember is Jesus. He sees you. Yes. Anything else, Desiree? You need yes, prayer? Yes, I would love to ask for prayer for my niece. She's battling cancer. Um, she's in hospice, and um, we're just praying because we still have hope. We're praying that we could see a miracle, but if the Lord's will, I pray He either takes her home or I pray we see a miracle. But and, he's suffering yeah. so bad. Oh, yeah. And it is hard. It is difficult. When loved ones pass to go to heaven, precious in the sight of the Lord is the death of his saints. But we grieve. and um, But we don't grieve as though we have no hope, as Paul would write. And uh, he's going to heal her one way or the other, either now, and that's what we're going to pray for, or when she goes home to be with the Lord, she'll be completely healed. So, Father, I just pray for Desiree's uh, niece, that she's in hospice. She may be very well in the final days uh, here on this world, but passing on to be with you. And so, Lord, I thank you for the hope that we have in Jesus Christ, the gospel, 
Uh, and Lord, I pray that Desiree and their family would hang on to that. It would bring comfort to them. But also, Lord, you've made us to grieve when we lose a loved one here on this side of eternity. And as they go through that process, if, if it's your will to take um, Desiree here, or Desiree's niece here, Lord, that you would be with them. But Lord, we also ask that you can touch and prolong her days. And we ask that you, um, Lord, if it's your will, that you would do that, um, that you would just uh, touch her and minister to her. But Lord, also bring comfort in whatever happens because our lives are in your hands. Eternity is real. And we're so thankful that we have hope, a living hope, not a dead hope, but a living hope that comes through the resurrection of Jesus Christ. Amen. Amen. Thank you, Pastor. You have a beautiful day, and may the Lord bless you. you. Thank you. Appreciate your call. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. 303-690-3000 is the number of call. we got an open line, so grab one of those open lines. Let's continue. Jane in Westminster. Jane, you're on Calvary Live. Yes. Hi, Pastor. Thank you so much for taking the time. I really appreciate it. Well, thanks for taking the time to call. Thank you. Um, I just had a question. Um, I, I have a hard time explaining um, to um, fellow my fellow um, friends and peers about predestination. Um, you know how the Word says that those whom He foreknew, He predestined. And I just was wondering um, how how what's an easy way to explain it? Because I mean, and I know I take a lot of things by faith, and there's so many people who you know want to understand, and I know. I want to be able to convey that without confusing them. <laughs> yeah, yeah. When you get it figured out, will you let me know? Um, <laughs> it, it's it, and I know you're quoting from Romans chapter eight, verse yes, thirty. Yes. Whom he predestined, these he also called. Whom he called, these he also justified. Whom he justified, these he also glorified. I think when it comes to predestination or election, or does God call us? All those those terms that, that we see that are in Scripture, that I, to make it very simple for me, because I can't wrap my head around it, um, God is sovereign, number one, and that, number two, he has foreknowledge. And and that's something that um, that we need to remember. And, um, and he, um, in verse 29, says, For whom he foreknew, he also predestined to be conforming to the image of a son, that he might be the firstborn born among many brethren. God has foreknowledge. He, as Isaiah says, declares the end from the beginning. Um, I find that interesting, not the beginning to the end, but the end from the beginning. God knows everything from the end of the beginning, so he knows who are going to be his. And so so here, it's it's interesting in verse 30, it's all in um, the past tense, predestined, um, called, justified, glorified. Those are past tense, and I think it speaks of the uh, security that we have in our salvation, that God has chosen us in predestination, being conformed to the image of His Son. That brings me comfort. And uh, so the easiest is He's sovereign. We can't fully understand all of the sovereignty of God. It's like um, I forgot who said if God was uh, small enough to, to figure out um, everything, then he wouldn't be big enough to worship. I mean, his <laughs> thoughts are way above our thoughts. His ways are way above our, our ways. 
Um, he is uh, infinite. We're finite. We can't fully understand, but he does see the end from the beginning. He has foreknowledge, so he knows who are going to be his. Now, with that said, we also know that um, there are those who will take it and say, well, you know, he's called some and, uh, you know, to be saved, and he's called others to, you know, eternal um, separation or damnation. We also know that Peter talks about that it's not God's will that any should perish, but all come to repentance. So knowing that who is called and pre- being predestined does not take away that we have a choice as well, because that other side of the coin or the other side of the spectrum is taught as well, that whoever calls on the name of the Lord shall be saved. Jesus cried out from that hillside in Galilee that, that come to me, all of you, who are weary and heavy laden. He said, if anyone thirsts, let him come to me, you know, and, and drink of the living waters. So that invitation is given for us to make a choice, but he also chooses as well. And uh, I can't fully understand it, wrap my head around it, but he has foreknowledge, he is sovereign. And I don't worry about, I used to worry about why would you save me or how did, you know, and all this. I just enjoy it. <laughs> I rejoice in it that, that he did save me, and that's where I, I leave it. Amen. Well, thank you so much. <laughs> I hope that helps. I, I think I make it more complicated than I have to, so I appreciate well, it. Well, it, it is. We, we can't fully figure it out, and then there are those who love to argue about it and write thesis on it, and it, it's all interesting, but the simple fact is he has foreknowledge. He's sovereign. I'm not. He knows the end from the beginning. And um, so I'm thankful. This is I'm thankful that he chose me, and no. um, <laughs> and I rejoice in it. So, no. hey, thanks for calling. Appreciate it, Jane. <laughs> well, thank you. You have a blessed day. All right. Thank you. <laughs> you too. You too. Three zero three six nine zero three thousand. Number to call. Let's continue with Dan in Aurora. Dan. Hello. Um, I just had a quick comment. Um, a lady, I think a couple callers back, was asking about what happens when we pass. Um, I believe in Second Thessalonians 4, verse 13, says that the dead in Christ will rise first, and those that are alive will be caught up in the air to meet them afterwards. So I would assume that they still have to be here in some sense. Um, so I don't know if they're essentially in heaven in, like, their full state, you know? So um, I would assume that they have to be in kind of like a deep right. sleep. So, like, if I went to sleep tonight and I woke up tomorrow, I'm not aware eight hours went by. But uh-huh. so I believe that the dead in Christ would be, ever since Christ died and then rose, anybody from that point on would be a dead in Christ. Well, let's um, read it. It's it's actually First Thessalonians chapter 4. And okay. Paul's talking to them about the resurrection. And he says, concerning those who have fallen asleep, he's talking about who have died. Um, Right. You know, he says, I don't want you to be ignorant concerning, and he starts talking about the resurrection. The resurrection is not just eternal life, but eternal life in a new heavenly body. He says, those who have fallen asleep, I don't want you to sorrow so you have no hope. But if we believe that Jesus died and rose again, even so, God will bring with him those who sleep in Jesus. So Jesus Christ rose again. He resurrected. And it goes with what he taught about in First Corinthians chapter 15, because we have the promise of 
the resurrection through Jesus Christ. He's the first to resurrect. We're going to resurrect as well. So that's what you got to keep in mind. It's talking about the body. To be absent from the body is to be present with the Lord is the reference that we made. So right. when we take our last breath, our, our spirit goes to be with Jesus. We go to be with him um, immediately. Our body sleeps, though, so not our soul, we... not, not our spirit. So this is what he goes on to say. For the Lord himself will descend from heaven with a shout, with the voice of an archangel, with the trumpet of God. The dead in Christ will rise first. In other words, their body will be resurrected. Then we who are alive and remain shall be caught up together with them in the clouds to meet the Lord in the air. That's the rapture of the church. That is when there's going to be a generation of Christians that are alive that are going to be caught up. It's the Greek word harpazo, where we get the Latin word rapturus, where we get the English word rapture. It has the meaning of a sudden taking. So that's what's so being you, spoken of. Would you, would you think, though, at that point, so at the rapture and when your soul comes back to the glorified body is when the dead person would actually have awareness of what happened here? You know, is that no, like I, it would all be complete, you know, more, sort well, of in a sense? Well, I, I think I know what you're getting at. And, you know, I don't think that, you know, when we go to heaven, that's the question. Um, Paul also talks about in Second Corinthians um, when he talks about the resurrection. Um, he talks in chapter 5. Let me just read it to you. For in this we groan earnestly, desiring to be clothed with their habitation, which is from heaven. Um, he, he says that if we know that if our earthly house, this tent, talking of our bodies, is destroyed, we have a building from God, a house not made with hands, eternal in the heavens. For if we groan, and I know that the older I get, the more I groan, earnestly <laughs> desiring to be with the habitation from heaven. And, and he goes, if indeed, having been clothed, we shall not be found naked. And he goes on and he talks about that. And then he who has prepared for us this very thing is God also has given us the spirit of guarantee to be absent from the bodies to be present with the Lord. I believe that's what Jesus was talking about in, in chapter 14 of John's Gospel, that I go and prepare a place for you. Um, and so we're going to get those new bodies. Now the question is, you know, for some it's been nearly 2,000 years, right? Right. Their their body their body sleep but not their soul their spirit so what's what is it if we're not found naked do they get a temporary body you know um, we don't know um, there's no indication of that in scripture but I believe that they're very much aware where they're at they just haven't received that new heavenly body that resurrected body um, yet so it's a complicated kind of issue that that I don't have it all figured out but. See, I guess that's um, I why do. I always kind of viewed it as they were just kind yeah. of in a sleep in their next waking moment. So let's say they no. passed 2,000 years ago, but their next moment is when they're it's during the rapture and they're rising no. to Christ. So it's, it's just, that's, you know. That's a, that's a doctrine called soul sleep. And okay. um, at, at one time it was a popular doctrine in the church, still is with some circles of Christianity, but our soul doesn't sleep. The body sleeps but not the soul. Matter of fact, the Bible speaks, you know, the soul, I'm interchanging that term with, um, with the spirit, the real us. Um, and, right, the and that, that That's going to continue on, the, 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 our spirit. Um, 
um, we're going to be absent from the body is immediately with the Lord. So there is no soul sleep. Our body sleep, but not our soul, not our spirit. So that's that's a false teaching. Uh, those in the grave haven't been asleep, unaware for 2,000 years. They're very much in heaven, and they're with the Lord. Okay. Sound good? Yeah, very, very interesting. Is that also when Jesus descended, did he remove Abraham's bosom up to heaven? Because <laughs> it doesn't really specify yeah. where that is at. That's that's what that's what um, that's what we would assume because those of the Old Testament look forward to the cross. Um, now that Jesus died for our sins, because the Old Testament sacrifices couldn't do that, right? It only covered sin. Um, right. It wasn't enough to take away sin. That's why they had to do it over and over again. Jesus came and died once and for all, uh, presented his blood in the heavenly tabernacle. He ministers in a superior sanctuary. That's what all the book of Hebrews talks about. So now that compartment, paradise, or Abraham's bosom, is empty. So, you know, he he led captivity captive. Before he ascended, he descended. So it is believed that that chamber is empty. Those of um, the unrighteous dead that were on the other side, they're still there. And then right. they will be resurrected. Somebody was asking me a question actually last week about what's the second resurrection. And we read about that in Revelation chapter 20, where they will stand before the great white throne judgment and be uh, sentenced to outer darkness uh, because right. of their, their unbelief. So that's kind of what we see in Scripture. Awesome. Well, thank you so much. Hey, good question. Thanks. And keep studying it. It's an interesting topic, uh, the resurrection. So. But it's it's our souls don't sleep. The body will sleep until we're resurrected, till the rapture of the church. Okay. All right. Awesome. Thank you. Okay, so much. Dan. Thanks, Dan. Appreciate your call. All hey, right, well, we you, got sir. some. You bet. Right, Let's go to Lynn. Let's go to line one to Lynn. Lynn. Hi. How are you, Lynn? I'm doing well, thank you. You up in I Wyoming? Have, I am in Wyoming. I live uh, east of Cheyenne, which is wheat country, so yes. that's a farm ground, and yep, it's dry. Yep, I, um, I love, it is dry, and I love your state, so. <laughs> I have a request that I know is on many mothers' hearts. Yep. We took our children to church every Sunday, and we were there every Wednesday evening, and they were in the Iwanas program, and now they have drifted away. Um, I have four children, and one attends church. The rest of them don't really want anything to do with God. Right. And it it makes a mother's heart very, very sad. Yeah, it it does. And, you know, I, I see God's promises, but I don't know if I will ever see them turn back. And so maybe I'm asking for peace. You know, Lynn, we're going to pray that the Lord turns them back. I want to encourage you, don't lose hope, okay? Because you're exactly right that this is the the heartache of many a mother and father. A lot of our young people are leaving the church. They're, they're um, pulling away from the Lord. They're struggling in their faith. 
Um, and it's, it's hard to watch and it breaks our hearts, but don't stop praying for them, Lynn. Don't. And, um, you keep lifting them up to the Lord. Because I just, I know that he's my savior and he's my God and he, he's real. And I just can't understand how come they don't see that. You know, we, yeah, and I don't either because, you know, being in ministry here at Calvary Greeley for 23 years, some of the kids have grown up. They they went through children's ministry and youth group, and they've gotten out, and they've drifted away. And um, they they aren't walking with the Lord, and it breaks my heart. It breaks parents' hearts. But one of the things that always encourage them, keep praying. You know, we're, we started the, the book of, of Romans this Sunday. And, you know, the theme of the book of Romans is the gospel. And yes. what Paul was separated unto the gospel, and we were talking about the reason why Paul was so dedicated to the gospel, so dedicated to the gospel, was because it was real to him. And you kind of prompted that when you said that word real. The gospel's real to you. It is. And so what I I just stopped and I said, listen, maybe you're here. Maybe you're here and the and you grew up in a church, you grew up in a Christian home, but Jesus isn't real to you. And the gospel isn't real to you. And I, I I'm asking you, will you do this? Will you ask the Lord to show himself to be who he claimed to be in the word that's declared to you in the scriptures to be real to you. Will you, the honesty of your heart, say, Lord, I, you don't feel real to me. The gospel doesn't feel real to me. But in the sincerity and honesty of your heart, will you pray? Will you please make yourself real to me? And he will show up. He will show up if they sincerely ask that. So it's something that you just continually pray for your kids. Pray that, that you know, encourage them. Pray to the Lord. If you're real, what I grew up with, will you, will you show yourself to me? And just keep praying, and we're going to pray for you right now. But it is, it's hard. It's difficult. And um, you're not alone. It's exactly what you said. A lot of parents feeling that and are brokenhearted over it. And it, and it just makes us hurt because it does. we feel, you know, God is real. We know him. He's in our lives. And we strive to be better Christians and to watch our children just turn away is just too painful. I know. It is painful. I've always said, it doesn't matter to me what my kids, I got four kids too, and they're adults. And it doesn't matter to me, you know, what you do in life the most important thing is that that you believe in the Lord and you walk with Him and, and that you know Him. That is the priority, and that's what I'm hearing from you, from a brokenhearted mother. Father, I pray for Lynn as she calls. and Lord, I, she has four children, um, and three of them aren't walking with you, and, and I lift them up to you. You know who they are. They grew up in the church. They have the Word of God that's been implanted in their hearts. I don't know what's choked it out. I don't know 
the hardness of the heart that that it hasn't taken root there. But Lord, I lift them up to you and I pray that you would show yourself to be real to them. That Lord, that you would intervene, that that you would um, bring people into their lives, light into their lives, and that you would um, just minister to them in a powerful way. I pray for Lynn, you give her just wisdom to speak to them, but help Lynn not to give up, not to lose hope. There's always hope in Jesus Christ, and that a mother's prayer is powerful before your throne. So, Lord, be with her, strengthen her, help her to minister to your children that she loves, and, Lord, do a miraculous work in them and through them and bring them to you. Open up their eyes, take the blindness away, soften their hearts, and bring them to that place of knowing you fully and completely, making their faith their own. In Jesus' name, amen. And amen. Thank you, Pastor. Lynn, we're going to keep praying. Keep praying. Don't give up, okay? Don't okay. lose hope. All right. All right, hon. Thank you. Okay, we're, you bet. We're just about to end the show. We're not going to be able to get to everyone. Um, and... Um, I know that there's a question uh, from Pam. We don't have time. Once we get to heaven, um, well, we cannot sin. We won't be sinning because First John says that when we see him, we will be like him. And uh, so uh, we'll be past that. So sorry, Pam, didn't get to your, to your phone call. Hey, guys, keep praying for the people around you and keep praying for those that uh, are in your families that don't know Jesus. Hey, we'll talk to you next time. Thank you for joining Calvary Live today. God bless you. You've been listening to Calvary Live. Tune in next time for prayer and God's word.